steal it. But uh, isn't that good? God turns our lives upside down. I am thrilled that uh, Ken Marcus is with us this morning. Uh, He is a friend for many, many years, and many of you know that we've been praying for Ken and just standing with him for strength and healing. And and, um, uh, first met Ken in 1980. I was my son's age, and uh, Ken was our camp speaker. And he had a perm thing going back then, and it was kind of wild, but uh, um, a lot of hair back in 1980. But uh, throughout the years of uh, high school, he continued to speak at, at our camp and um, spoke into my life. And as, uh, after high school, as I was wrestling with the call of God in my life, spoke into my life during that time as well. And from those years to this day, and, and it's just, it's neat to have relationships that, that spans decades in our life. And, and uh, since being in ministry, I've had the privilege of serving with Ken on, on different boards and traveling around the world. And, and he's a member of our college board here, actually a se- the secretary of our college board here, Christian Life College, and on the Mission Possible board. And, and, um, and he's spoken in our pulpit many times. We've shared at different conferences together. We've been overseas and, and preached together. And I just want to tell you that um, I, I just so appreciated Ken's ministry over the years. And when I heard he was going to be in Chicago for the, um, the college board meeting, because he hasn't been with us for a couple of years, when I heard he was going to be here for the college board meeting and he was going to be here on a Sunday, I said, you've got to pre-. I mean, I called him in the middle of the night. That's how excited I was. And, um, and the reason I want him to share with us today is because many of you may not know Ken. Um, and uh, many of you may know him from camps and, and different things that we've done together. But um, I just want to say this. As I, as I study the Bible, especially in Proverbs twenty two twenty three, there's a statement that comes up again and again. Um, Do not remove the ancient landmarks. And there's, there's something about that. There are moments in our life or things in our life that define us as individuals, that God gives us a place and gives us a ministry, gives us a call and Ken's ministry is a lot a part of our church. It, it's part of the DNA of who I am as a pastor, what this church is. And uh, I just so appreciate Ken's ministry and his life. And I'm, I want to apologize for calling him an ancient landmark um, <laughs> or an ancient boundary. But, um, but he's done so much to define uh, our lives here, and we don't even know it, and, but I just appreciate his word, and so I am glad that you get the opportunity to hear and receive uh, from his ministry. So would you give a Christian Life Church welcome to Ken Marcus as he shares this morning. It's um, my joy to be with you this morning, along with my son Brian, who has been assisting and helping me for the past week in traveling and we're just glad to be here with you this morning. Last week we had the opportunity to be at a pastor's conference with your pastors, and uh, I want to say to you as a congregation, they did a very nice job. They really represented you well. Uh, they team taught last Tuesday night. They said it was the first time they'd ever done it, but you'd never know it. It was just so smooth and all together. It was really, really great. So thank you, pastors, for your input in that ministry. A few years ago, I was working at a church in Washington, and we used to have three services in the morning and then one in the evening. And we preached all the same sermons in the morning and then a different one in the evening. 
Uh, and one, one Sunday morning I was preaching, I forgive it was the first or second service, and I was sharing this sermon, and I used this example. And the third service, or maybe it was the second, I, it was the same sermon, but I used a different example. Well, this guy and his wife wanted to have been in one service and wanted to have been in the other service. And on the way home, they got arguing about the example I used. And they couldn't agree on the example I used. And I tell you, I had marriage counseling that week. It was, it was really something. So what I'm, the reason I'm telling you that is if you talk to anyone that's here last night, and they say, wasn't that something what he said? I'm going to say something different today, okay? So, um, so you won't get confused in that. I also want to mention there's a couple books back there that I've written. Um, one's on Daniel going God's way. It's a practical book. It doesn't have anything to do with prophecy. And the best part about this book is the back of it, because your pastor, Dr. Merrill Jr., has um, written the introduction for the book. One, and this in here is on a very present help, is on meditation in select psalms. They're $10 a piece. They're normally, this one's 13 bucks, and this is normally 12 So if you buy both of them, they're $20. I mean, what can I say? $5 saving. Anyway, they're back there, and if you want one, fine. If you don't, that's fine. Fine. Fine, too. All right, would you like to turn to Psalm 73? I just feel like I need to share this this morning. I was sitting over there on the front bench, and... Um, I felt the Lord speak to me, just share Psalm 73, so I'm going to. I came across this psalm, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, and it's really ministered to me many, many times. It's a psalm about keeping things in perspective. I don't know about you, but... One of the hardest things I have to do is to keep things in perspective. I remember when my younger son, Scott, was about a year and a half old, he fell down in the bathtub and tripped his tooth. And um, his mother was completely distraught. And I said to him, at least we're not going to his funeral tomorrow. Let's keep things in perspective. She didn't like that either, but anyway. But, you know, when we, you know, what gets things out of perspective is when we lose our vantage point. That'll get things out of perspective. Or when what we see doesn't correspond with what we know. And that causes a tension or lack of perspective. And that's exactly what is happening in this psalm. If you look at the first verse in this psalm, it says, he knows something. He knows this. He says, Asaph says, I know that God is good to Israel, to those that are pure in heart. That's his, that's his presupposition. That's his foundation. That's where he navigates from. He knows that. He knows that God is good to Israel, to those that are pure in heart. But look at verse 2. But as for me... My feet came close to stumbling. And now he's going to tell us why. i got to stop hitting this thing. Then he's going to tell us why. Down in verses 4, he begins to tell us. And I'll put it in our own vernacular, okay? What he's saying is this. I know God is good to Israel. But when I look down the street, I know this guy cheats on his income tax. 
He has two bass boats. His kids are A students at school. Mine are flunking out. He got a bumper sticker on his car that says, my kid's an honor student. I have a bumper on my car that says, my kid beat up someone at school. I don't get it. I look down the street this way. I know that guy is pilfering tools from work. He's a dishonest man, and yet he has all kind of adult toys, and his kids are excellent students, and his marriage seems good, and mine's a little shaky. I'm just talking, okay? I don't think this serious. Mine's a little shaky, and um, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I mean, I know, I know that God is good to Israel, to those that are pure in heart, but I almost lost everything because of what I saw. When I looked around, I wondered, as he goes on and he says, what's the use? I think I've, I think I've kept my hands clean in vain. I, th- I think I've I've just wasted my time being good. Have you ever felt that way? Come on, you can be honest here this morning. It's okay. You don't have to look at me like that. I'm looking at you, and so I know. You, some of you are saying, well, I don't know about all this. It, it seems like serving God is one thing, but faith sandwiches don't go very far. I look around, and it seems like the guys that don't even get up and go to church have it better off than me, and I know the guys that aren't paying their ties have more money than I do. I just, I just don't get it. In verse 13, he says, Surely in vain I've kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence. And was, I've, I've, I've just been wasting my time doing all this. I, I, there's no use to it. And then he gets feeling bad. He says, man, if I would have thought I would have felt this way, See what it says there in verse um, 15? If I had said I would speak thus, behold, I should have betrayed the generations of thy children. In other words, I know I'm thinking wrong, but things are out of focus right now. Things are out of perspective. Things aren't right. Because what I see doesn't correspond with what I know. I know God is good to Israel, but I almost slipped when I looked around and saw what everybody else was experiencing. My feet almost slipped. If I thought I would have ever talked like this, I didn't think I'd ever do this. I've tried everything. I've tried to reason it out. See what it says in verse 17, until I came into the sanctuary of God. Then I perceived your end. That got him back in a strategic place that he could get things back in perspective. Let me give you an example. I have fairly good eyesight. I can see that bug crawling up that wall back there. No, there's no bug. I'm just kidding. Some of you are looking back there for the bug too, but there's no bug back there. But I, but, but I can see pretty good. But I can't see up close. And my wife got tired of holding the menu for me. And I got tired of just ordering hamburgers. So so I had to get some reading glasses. When I put these on, everything out there becomes fuzzy. 
But everything up here becomes clear. See, I came into the sanctuary. Because that was his problem, wasn't it? Everything out there was messing him up. Everything out there was causing him to lose perspective. Everything out there was messing his mind up. But once he came into the sanctuary and saw what really could change his life, then he says, I begin to perceive their end. Look at verse 25. Now remember, everything is, nothing has changed. Everything is still the same. The guys down the street have two bass boats. The guy down here is cheating. Everything's, everything is still the same, but because he's in the sanctuary now and sees her in, look what he says. Whom have I in heaven but thee? Nothing changed out here. Everything changed here. I gotta stop hitting that thing. Everything changed here. What changed? He came into the sanctuary. So that everything out there became fussy, but everything up here close that could really change his life became clear. And look what he says in verse 25. Not only did he say, whom in heaven do I have but you, but he says, and besides thee, I desire nothing on earth. Hmm. That wasn't the case a few minutes ago. He was envious of everything he had seen down the street. He says, I know that God's good to Israel. I know that. That is a presupposition in my mind that I stand on. I know it, but what I see doesn't correspond with what I know. But now that he's got perspective again, what he sees is corresponding with what he knows because what he knows is God is good to Israel and God is the only thing he needs and all I need is you, Lord, and everything will be okay. We sing that this morning. We sing that this morning. Oh, he goes on. This is, this is tremendous stuff, what happens when he comes in the sanctuary. Look at verse 26. My flesh and my heart may fail. In other words, you know, I may be getting old. I may be wasting away. Things don't work the way they used to work. My mind is writing checks my body can't cash. But look what he says, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And look at verse 27, for behold, those who are far from thee will perish. Thou hast destroyed all those who are unfaithful to thee. But look what he says in verse 28. But as for me, the nearness of my God is my good. I have made the Lord my refuge, that I may tell of all thy works. The only thing that had changed was not his address on his house, not the car that he was driving, not his job, not his children, the only thing that had changed is he came into the sanctuary. I used to know this guy that um, didn't have anything. 
And he started building houses, and he became very rich. He had the biggest Mercedes you could buy. Literally, the biggest Mercedes you could buy. He had his own airplane down at the airport. He used to come by the church once in a while and walk into my office and say, Ken, let's go to lunch. I say, okay. We go out and get in this great big Mercedes. We drive down to the airport. We get in his airplane. We fly over the Cascades to Bend, Sun River, get in a car and drive out and have lunch at the Sun River Resort, fly back to Salem, get in his car, come back to the church. He, he had money. I mean, he was, he was filthy rich. Go to Hawaii on a whim. Do whatever you wanted to do. A few minutes later, he was down at the church, walked in my office, asked for a job as a at the church. Everything was gone. But you know what? I know, and you know, that God is good to us irrespective of who is down the street. The problem is we just sometimes lose perspective. And we just need to come back into the sanctuary and read his word and listen to what it says. Whom am I in heaven but thee? And besides thee, I desire nothing on earth perspective it'll either destroy you if you lose it or it'll keep you going on in God if you keep it that he is our source irrespective of what you're feeling what you're going through or what you're seeing or what you're doing he is our source amen amen I want to pray with you as we go this morning I know we've prayed for needs today, but my feeling is we never can get enough prayer. And if you would like to represent your need this morning, job, health, family, I don't know, whatever it may be, I'm just going to ask you to stand right where you are in your pew. I'm not going to have you come down front. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. I'm just going to ask you to stand, and I'm going to just say a prayer as Pastor Darrell gets ready to come back up here and close the service. Anyone would desire prayer this morning? Father, you see these dear saints. These are your children. They know, without question, they know if I were to ask them, they would tell me. They know that you are good to them. They know that. But some of us are standing on our last leg this morning, God. It seems that we've kind of lost perspective. It, we got laid off. There's no more food at home. Our health dissipating. Our marriage is falling apart. Whatever it may be, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I can't do anything about it. But you can. You can. And Lord, we're declaring this morning to you, we're declaring it this morning, that we desire nothing on this earth but you. 
but you. And Lord, I'm asking in return, because we've declared that statement of desire of nothing but you, that in turn you will respond to us. You tell us in your word that if we will seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, you will add all these things unto us. And if we go back up and look at them and put them in our modern language, the house payments, the car payments, it's the insurance payments, it's food, it's clothing, it's all these things. So we declare this morning that we are seeking first the kingdom of God. And we desire nothing but you. And even though our health may fail, you are a portion forever. And we're so glad for that, Lord. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. And I'm just asking right now that you will craft something that will fit in each individual's heart, like the last piece of a puzzle, and that everything will come together this week for them. And I praise you for it. In Christ's holy name. Amen. 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 Brother Ken, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated for a minute. And what a blessing. What a great message today. Pastor, I want to ask if we can put not only that on the website, uh, but also the message. Uh, I got so much out of the message last night. We put both messages on the website. Be good. People can listen to those. They're going to head to the West Campus right now. What a blessing to have Brother Ken. We're going to receive an offering and uh, because we want to help on his expenses and and uh, the ministry that he has is blessing the church. Has been able to travel as much recently because of physical condition, but uh, he's been writing books and being a blessing. So uh, we're going to give because we want to bless him. I'm going to ask Brother Eldon Tracy uh, to come and join me. Um, he has some uh, he's our missionary to the Portuguese-speaking world and uh, has some uh, guests from uh, uh, Brazil that are here. And uh, while we're taking the offering, I want him to uh, greet us. Would you come forward and uh, give re- uh, liberally and just so we can be a blessing to uh, God's servant. Um, that's the first time you've met Ken Marcus. He really uh, uh, has had a great part even in the development of the young people, young adults in our church from camp and so on. In case you aren't aware of that, he, uh, uh, Dr. Bob Cornwall is his father-in-law. So that's the relationship there. We've known him for many, many years. Father, I just thank you for the ministry. So real to us and our needs today. Help us, Lord, to get our perspective and to, to come to the sanctuary. Rather than all the things that look so enticing out there. Help us, Lord, to keep our perspective and our eyesight. Thank you, Lord, for what we saw on the screen about how, how you can be everything and even in our world of blindness. Help us to see you. Bless us as we give for the blessing for Brother Ken Marcus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you give rejoicingly? And uh, Brother Eldon, we're happy to have you in the midst this morning and uh, glad you made it. Um, as I said, he ministers to all the Portuguese-speaking countries and uh, part of our congregation. And I uh, want you to give a greeting and introduce our brother. God, welcome. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. It's good to be here with you this morning. I want to apologize. I got the time mixed up. So I came a little late, Pastor. Forgive me. And uh, for those of you who didn't know that, uh, now you know. <laughs> but it's good to be here today. And we have two, actually, Pastor, Pastor Paulo, would you come as well with Marcia? And the Melanie, please come as well. Would you come down? Pastor Marcos uh, 
uh, actually has one of the most active uh, schools for Christian Life College in Rio de Janeiro, and he's definitely an ambassador for the college and, and encouraging other pastors. There was another couple hoping to come to visit the college and the church here, but they were unable to get a visa. It's very hard to get a visa sometimes, and so they weren't able to, to be with us. But Pastor Marcos and his daughter Melanie, who studied here at the school, and also Pastor Paulo and Marcia uh, are here. And so we'll give it just a chance to greet you. Okay. Grace and peace to all of our brothers. É uma alegria muito grande estar aqui nessa manhã com vocês. It's a great joy for me to be with you this morning. Eu sou muito grato à Christian Life College. I'm very thankful to Christian Life College. Que recebeu a minha filha Melanie durante dois anos aqui nessa instituição. They received uh, my daughter Melanie in this school for two years. Temos desenvolvido também no Brasil com o apoio da Christian Life College. We've also developed a, a college in Brazil, Christian Life College in Brazil, with the help of the college. Uma escola de formação ministerial. And there's a school to, to train pastors. É, já estamos na nona turma em dez anos de existência. And we have, we're in our ninth year, and we've had actually ten years of existence, but we have our ninth term now getting ready to graduate. E atualmente nós contamos com duas turmas é, coexistentes na, na instituição Christian Life College em Rio de Janeiro, Brasil. And actually we have two terms that are constantly going in, in Rio, in the Rio area of students. Queremos trazer um abraço da nossa igreja, Ministério Internacional Maranata. We want to bring a hug from the Ministry of Maranatha to the church here. A pastor Danny Merrill. And to Brother Merrill, Dr. Ao, Merrill. Ao pastor Harold Smith. And Pastor Harry Smith. E o nosso amigo, Pastor Eldon. And uh, Brother Eldon, our, our friend. E a todos vocês que têm nos recebido carinhosamente. And with every one of you who received us with an open heart. God bless you too. God bless you as well. Okay. Amém. Nós tivemos aqui já uma vez em outubro. E quando estávamos aqui, um, um irmão, um profeta é, convidado ministrou é, sobre a nossa vida. Alguém me deu o, o CD com a mensagem, eu levei para o Brasil. And someone gave me a copy of the message that day of the prophecy he gave over us. I took it with me to Brazil. E alguém interpretou para mim. And someone there in Brazil interpreted it for me. <laughs> a promessa era sobre prosperidade e sobre ampliar o ministério. And the promise was for prosperity and enlarging our ministry. E realmente nesse uh, um ano e alguns meses. And in this last year and a few months. Deus nos deu um grande sonho. Deus nos deu uma grande propriedade. And God gave us a, a wonderful dream of what He wants to accomplish and a beautiful piece of property. E temos realmente visto a promessa que foi declarada aqui, a profecia que foi declarada aqui, sendo cumprida na nossa vida. And we saw the confirmation of the prophecy given us on that day coming to pass in our lives, and we thank the Lord for that. Amém. Que Deus possa abençoar vocês grandemente. May the Lord bless you greatly. Uh, Marcy says it's just a, a, a joy to be. It's a great joy. Uh, both of them are saying that they're just very thankful to the Lord for having the opportunity to be again uh, here and visit with you. And we want to just praise the Lord for that. They want to praise the Thank you so much, Pastor. Isn't it great to have some of the people, I started to say the real people from Brazil, that... Uh, 
we're part of in the ministry. Uh, probably many of you didn't know. We have Christian Life College campuses in different parts of the world. We have two in Brazil. And this pastor hosts one there for the last nine years. And that's great. Amen. Uh, Ken Marcus' books are on the table out there. Melanie, can you make sure somebody will um, take the $10 a piece? If you don't have any change, just leave the whole thing for Ken. It'll be all right. And uh, let's stand, shall we, as we have the blessing. Thank you, Brother Eldon, for being here. Better late than never. That way we got to meet the people anyhow. God bless. Uh, receive the blessing of the Lord that Pastor Dale always gives. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And all the people said amen. Amen. Take his peace, his blessing, his protection, his smile, and his blessing. Greet one another as you go. And uh, thank you for being here this morning. Continue to pray that God's going to bless. Amen.